0: Welcome to your Bestie SD. I'm Ariel, and I'm here with Alyssa. Say hi, Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. (laughs) Um, And you guys are so, so lucky today because Alyssa has always been, for the last almost 20 years, my bestie. And recently, I guess in the last 10 years, she became an esthetician. So she's always been my bestie, SD, and now she's also going to be your bestie, SD. Ariel is so
1: generous for sharing me with with
0: the world (laughs) that's exactly the message that I'm trying to give everybody right now is how lucky you are today so Alyssa we are sitting here in your lash and beauty bar Mm -hmm. the lab the lab you opened this in January of this year of 2023 December of December okay so you've been here for four months now how are you
1: liking it how are you settling in I love it. Settling in, definitely. Everything is moving around. We're we're finding our groove, but I've brought in some wonderful ladies to provide services that I don't offer and it's pretty well-rounded. And I mean, it's doing much better than I ever thought it could so early on. It's really like it came together so fast. Yes. Like
0: all of the furniture, all of the decorating you've done in here and it looks so cute. So for any of y'all out there who want to stop by, who have who haven't already seen the, the lab, um, it's in the shops at Harbor Village in Half Moon Bay. And it's suite four.
1: Yep. Suite four right in the harbor. And you're right next. What's right next t- to you? Um, you're
0: across from Oceano.
1: I'm across from Oceano down the hall from Hop Dogma.
0: And um, there's a bunch of other cute little shops in here. I haven't had too much of a chance to explore yet, but I am definitely planning on it as we continue to do our recordings in here. Yes. (laughs) And today we're going to sort of talk about uh, hair removal, which is one of the services that you offer. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. (laughs) Yes. So what specifically do you
1: offer? Waxing and tweezing. I suppose you could count is tweezing is usually like part
0: of it when you're getting waxed you
1: can also do tweezing if you are on retin-a and you can't you're super sensitive to wax or some people just don't prefer wax okay so I can do like a full tweeze not on any other area than brows I can tweeze your brows I can't tweeze your vagina <laughs> it I mean it
0: would take a really long time yes, it would I mean, be really painful yes could you imagine I think That's considered, like, a psychological disorder if you just sit and pick at your vagina. Trictomania? Yes. Trictomania. Yeah. That. Google it. A lot of people pretty much just shave. A lot of women. Now, um, I guess I I also want to say, like, if you choose, if you are a person who chooses to not remove any of your hairs, that's also your choice. We love you. We love you just the same. But today, we're talking about hair removal for people who want to do that.
1: Yes. (laughs) It doesn't make you No judgment This is a judgment free zone Within reason I mean If you're If you're shaving Versus waxing I mean I'll still say You do you But there are Better options So why is shaving Not the best option So I mean There's multiple factors One The amount of uh, How frequently you need To replace your razor Most people don't And they don't realize That there's bacteria On there How
0: often am I supposed To be replacing my razor Alyssa Like
1: every month (laughs) Oh. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe even more.
0: What if I'm lazy and I don't shave very often?
1: Well, then Is that, that means your razor's sitting there for months, not being replaced, accumulating bacteria, and then you're using it on yourself when you decide you're ready to shave.
0: I'm going to go home
1: and burn my razor. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it away. So also, when you shave, you're, you're basically cutting the hair right at the surface of the skin, right? Yeah. So the whole, your, skin, your hair grows back thicker when you shave it's not true it's just that the hair is now blunt at the top because when it's out and exposed oh it's weakened you know from all the environmental factors from washing your body and whatever the hair thins so it's and it gets bleached by the sun unless it's again your brazilian area but it looks lighter it looks less um less coarse than it does when you first shave and then it starts to grow and it's blunt. So that's why it's prickly. Yes. Like, like
0: you get like cactus vagina when when you shave your vagina.
1: And then you get itchy. Yeah. And new skin is forming over that hair and it, there isn't that much time that it takes to poke through. And when it can't poke through, it becomes an ingrown and it grows in on itself and they're even worse ingrown because they're thick. Oh no! So, basically, shaving unless you're doing it super regularly, and you're using a razor that's clean, it's it's really not the best option. I've heard
0: one of one of our friends said she shaves every day. I mean,
1: that's excessive. I feel like that's over exfoliating whatever area is being shaved. Wouldn't that hurt? Yes. I can't imagine that's good for her skin which is why if you're having to shave every day, grow it out, get wax, you won't have to come back for another 4 weeks. And slowly over time, you can push it beyond that 4 weeks. It can I have clients that come every 3 months for an area that they used to have to come every like 3 or 4 weeks for.
0: Wow. That's I mean, that's really cool that it can progress like that. And I mean, and by progress I mean Right. your hair gets progressively less coarse and thick, and there's less of it. Because
1: you're pulling the hair from the root. You're breaking the bond between the, the root and the follicle. So when it pulls off and it damages that connection, over time that hair grows in thinner. When you start shaving again, you're giving your, your hair more time to heal itself, and then it comes back in full force. Yikes.
0: We don't want that. We don't want a full force of coarse, dark hairs.
1: I mean, if you do, that's your thing. You do you. But the women who are shaving obviously don't want that. You're no. shaving
0: every day. So you're shaving every day. You don't want a hint of hair. No. <laughs> so would you recommend waxing for most people? Is that, is that what you say? Yes. I think at women who want to remove hair, waxing is the best option. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'm so happy that you are my waxer. Yes, I am. <laughs> And you are a really, like, skilled waxer, and I had a wax by you, Alyssa, a few weeks ago, and it was so fast. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say it was painless, because it never never, is. Yeah, it'll never be Um, painless. You know, you were literally pulling, ripping the hairs out of the side of my labia. Like, there's no way that could be completely painless, but it was so fast that it was as minimally painful as possible i think you are right but Alyssa has not always been such a skilled
1: no. waxer the first time i ever waxed anybody i was ariel <laughs> and well ariel you can I'll, I'll start
0: yeah i being the good friend that i try to be i aspire to be a good friend thank you <laughs> was what 19 or 20 And I had maybe one Brazilian wax in my life at that point. So Alyssa is about almost done with part of her esthetician program. And she asks me to be her waxing waxing model is what they called it. Yes. So I go into (laughs) the Aveda studio, whatever it was called back then. Not really, like, having much of an idea what to expect besides, like, oh, I'm going to get some hairs ripped out today, but I'm going to be really smooth after. And that is appealing, especially for free when I'm 19 or 20 in college. Not a lot of disposable income to go out and get waxes. So I was like, this is a good deal. <laughs> and Alyssa does a great job on my underarms, feeling silky smooth. She does really well on my legs. And then it comes time to do my Brazilian and poor Alyssa is poor so. you? <laughs> RIP your vagina. <laughs> but Alyssa, you're so nervous. She was just so <laughs> nervous of hurting me cause she knew that it was going to hurt somewhat that she put the wax on so gingerly, so softly, and she like pats down the little strip so gently so softly and then when it comes time to pull it she starts pulling it so slowly <laughs> and tenderly <laughs> that she is basically in slow mo rip trying to rip out my hairs which just ends up pulling on them <laughs> and it doesn't even come off it doesn't come off and then it breaks <laughs> And it hurts so, so much. I was like, there's no way we can do this uh, like 50 more times. I can't.
1: No, my instructor had to come and take over (laughs) because Ariel looked like she was going to pass out. I
0: might have at some point just passed out. And, I, you know, I think it's kind of like... They say that you black out during childbirth so that you don't remember.
1: Right. So that you want to do it again. So that you
0: want to do it again. I think maybe at some point during that whole process, I just blacked out because you're like at least a year, maybe two years later, I decided I was going to do it again (laughs) at that point. At that point, you were more seasoned, um, but we were living in different states. So I didn't go to you. And you asked me the most important question, I think. Uh, and that was what kind of waxes are they using? Yes,
1: I. So one thing I will say, looking back at that situation, uh, my instructor was amazing. She really was. But the wax that they use in beauty school, and eh, it's terrible. <laughs> I went to use it like when I first went out out on my own, and it, it's 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 very fast drying. So you, when you lay it down, you have to pull it up immediately. Otherwise, it hardens so much that it breaks, Oof. and then it gets stuck in your hair. So. Uh-huh. There were just a lot of things that went wrong that day that I think if the wax had been different, whatever, but um, they really push soft wax in beauty school. They do not push hard wax. And so uh, most people for a long time were using soft wax. That's so crazy because
0: I haven't had a soft wax wax in years.
1: Yes. It's, it's changed a lot since I went to school in 2011 or 10 and soft wax has its place what what soft wax does is it actually pulls up a layer of skin mm. along with all of the hair so it is more effective but it's also more abrasive Ooh. and if you've ever gotten a soft wax on your brows and broken out most people do you get a little breakout you get it gets a little raw it's super red it's because your skin is exposed like a fresh layer of skin is exposed and your the barrier that protects it is impaired in that moment. So it's more susceptible to bacteria and oil and other things, which causes the breakouts. Whereas hard wax does not adhere to the skin. It literally vacuum seals the hair and only pulls up hair. Wow.
0: Hard wax for the win. Yes. <laughs> And you
1: love your hard wax. Are you going to
0: give a little shout out to your hard wax? Mermaid wax. You're my favorite ever. (laughs) The best wax. And it's so pretty. Mermaid wax. If you do podcast sponsorships, consider us. Consider
1: us. Also vegan. Vegan. Well, they have two kinds. And the one, the, the line that I like is vegan. Amazing. Yep. All right. So next, we're going to move
0: into our listener questions, and that's our Ask an SD segment. If you are listening along with us and you have questions you'd like Alyssa to answer, you can go fill out the Google form that's in the episode description. Um, I think Alyssa will probably also be posting on Instagram some links to use to, to make sure you can ask all of your questions and we will get to them at some point on the show our first question is from Stacy in Eugene Oregon yay Stacy and she says what do you recommend for women who want to remove any upper lip hairs asking for a friend what do you think of
1: bleaching versus waxing versus other options I recommend waxing it I again actually so a brow lip and chin wax is my most common service. So women come in. Most and, common overall? Yeah. Like just the one that I that I do the most. Really? Yeah. I was surprised by that, but my booking system told me you last have, year. You have the data yep. to prove this. And it's, you know what it is, is that people come more often, most often for that. And I think that
0: really speaks to like how normal it is to have hair yes. in that area. Like I think women feel uncomfortable talking about their upper lip hair maybe chin hair and cheek hair whatever like any hair on your face because that's like traditionally something that only males have
1: right like it's considered not feminine or whatever but the truth of the matter is there isn't a single person who comes in for a brow wax who doesn't try to coyly ask me like (laughs) do you think do you think I need an upper lip wax And I'm like yes Everyone does. Like, everyone does. It, it, Why do I feel like you're looking at my... Why <laughs> do I feel like you're looking at my upper lip right I now? I mean, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, even... Like, it's not always dark. Sometimes it's peach fuzzy and it's fine. Yeah. But I think that the truth is, it's more common than you think. And especially after a certain age.
0: You Ooh, start what's to that grow, age?
1: It's, like, like, perimenopausal. Oh.
0: So, like... We're for women, we're just screwed. We're gonna lose our metabolism. We're gonna start growing more hair. We're gonna lose hair where we
1: want it and start growing it in places we don't. Aye, aye, aye. And this is a conversation I have daily with clients who are like, I have no eyebrows, but um, can you just put my chin hairs on there? Seriously. But the, I mean, bleaching, sure, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just say rip it out.
0: I guess. I wonder if she is thinking about doing bleaching at home, which I think we would both probably recommend not doing.
1: <laughs> yes, I don't recommend doing any of these kinds of services Any kind at of home. treatment at home. Um, you can get one of those tink razors. It's like a face razor. They're not as harsh or abrasive as like a dermaplane or whatever. But then the thing is you're going to be doing that every day. Whereas if you start waxing it, we've already talked about what happens when you wax and over time.
0: So my boyfriend actually told me a cute story about this (laughs) and he said that um, because he grew up spending a lot of time with his grandparents, his grandpa shaved his grandma's face like every day or maybe like every other day. But like he remembers this as a thing, like his grandma having her face shaved by her husband. Well, that's romance. I know, right? (laughs) So have Alyssa or your esthetician wax your face. Or get your husband to shave it. Those are the, those are the
1: options. Yeah. I'd don't bleach it. Don't, no. We
0: don't, we don't recommend bleaching. Okay. Next question is from Allie in Oakland, California. This is a really detailed question, Allie. Um, I can tell she put a lot of thought into this. Is sweating, getting in the pool, exercising after getting laser or microblading really a huge risk? Or is it just super precautionary because nobody wants to get sued over an irritated bump? I get that it increases the risk of infection, but by how much? I definitely avoid some treatments because I can't go that long without working out. I want to know the real risks. And I don't know that we have any kind of data to to back this up, which it sounds like she's, she's looking for some kind of number here.
1: I guess here, I'm going to say this, honestly. If you're going in for a service and the pers- the expert on that service is telling you <laughs> to avoid things, does it matter if it's because it's just a precautionary thing or if it's actually important?
0: We're going to throw it back to Alyssa's 10 commandments of Skincare yes. And say, com- I don't remember what, what commandment number it was, but one of them was listen to your esthetician.
1: Yes. 100%. But no, it's not just precautionary. I mean, and if you're doing something that's going to increase the risk of infection maybe statistically speaking you're not as likely to be that person but do you want to be that person do you i've showed some people my clients who ask these questions some very scary (laughs) pictures of what happens when you don't listen yeah and while like i said in terms of data it might be statistically low low that doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to the advice that doesn't mean you'd want to take that risk correct
0: and if you're investing you know if you if you have laser hair removal and microblading i'm going to say from a money perspective those are significant investments those are those are expensive procedures and do you want to risk compromising your results on those procedures
1: that's the other thing is sweating and the pool and all of that especially for microblading affects your the pigment retention it'll fade faster. It won't won't last as long and then you spend all this money and you're gonna have to come back for a touch-up and what's the point of even doing it? At that point, you're kind of negating the whole point of the service. So I think, Allie,
0: maybe the best option for you because it sounds like working out is a really important part of your routine is if you're thinking about getting these procedures to maybe come up with an exercise that is more low impact not as intense that isn't going to make you sweat so like going for a walk instead of whatever it, intense exercise you're normally doing
1: i mean i think in that regard too it's also it comes down to what your priorities are and i would say like for the laser that's hair removal it's not the same thing as microblading your best option then would just be getting waxed because when you wax you only need to avoid working out for one day That is a really good point. So if you want your hair removed, but you want to be able to continue your regular lifestyle, then your best option is waxing.
0: And Alyssa, I think you've also mentioned that um, you see a lot of clients who have had laser hair removal Yes. in order to sort of do cleanup waxing.
1: Yes, because it doesn't remove everything. And there are a lot of caveats to laser. Like if you have really blonde hair, it won't work. If you, if you are really dark skinned and have dark hair, it won't work. There needs to be a contrast between the color of the hair and the color of your skin. So it won't take as much, and it's painful, and it takes many sessions, and it's not 100% effective.
0: So if you are a blonde, fair-skinned person, laser hair removal might not even be the most effective treatment anyways. Yep. Hmm. OK. Moving on. Third question is from Anonymous in Menlo Park. She says, whenever I get a bikini wax, I always end up with lots of painful ingrown hairs. What can I do to fix it besides just shaving instead?
1: I mean, my immediate thought, but this obviously I'd have to know more information, but you're not exfoliating enough. So what happens, we talked about what happens when you shave and how ingrowns happen. You're less likely to get ingrowns when you wax because you're getting hair growth, your hair growth cycle all the same, and the hair's coming in at the same time. It's thinner, much thinner, and it comes in less, so less likely. But you need to be exfoliating because the hair is weaker, so it can't poke through the skin in the same way it can if it's stronger. And if you think about how much time between waxes there are, there's a significant amount of time for new skin to form.
0: So what are we supposed to be doing to to prevent ingrown hairs? What kind of exfoliating should we be doing after waxes?
1: A a combination of manual and chemical exfoliating. So acids, enzymes, those are all things that are chemical exfoliants. Salicylic acid, glycolic acid, lactic acid. And I mean, you can find body washes that have those ingredients in them. And then you can incorporate that with those um, hand gloves. You should be replacing those monthly. (laughs) Looking at you. You know that I don't. You can wash them
0: in the, the wa- laundry. Do you, you know can? something cool I learned recently? If you um, freeze something, it will kill the bacteria in it. So if you put.
1: You're going to put your body you put gloves, your in, body your gloves <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> you could do that or you could wash them. Whatever's easier. I recommend. <laughs> there's two things I recommend. I recommend buying a pack of them. And rotating them out and washing them every week. That seems smart. And getting microfiber, like, you know those makeup eraser, they're like fuzzy. Yeah. Getting, you can get them on Amazon for like $5 for a pack of five and then use those for your face and your body to like wash things off gently.
0: Yeah. And then. So soft. So soft.
1: That with the exfoliating gloves. But back to the, what you should be doing three times a week, you should be exfoliating the area that's waxed and then you should be applying some kind of moisturizer oil whatever and like i carry fur the brand fur and i highly recommend fur oil sponsor us yes we love you oh my god i love fur and that the one thing i love about their whole brand is they don't judge like they have women like in marketing with full bushes and it's the the, their products still work is that allowed on a like yeah you're allowed
0: to show a bush as long as you can't see the labia I mean, it's more exaggerated, <laughs> like but yes. Interesting. I didn't know that about like what I don't know what community guidelines on social media. Well you can't are these see a labia.
1: You see hair. Right. No. You, and it's not like they show the full thing. It's like they'll have like um like half of it kind of and you can see the hair poking out.
0: Oh, so like with panties on. Yeah. So like with the look that we're not go that you and I are, are not, not the, going for. Right. That we try to get waxed as often as possible to avoid. So when we put on a bathing suit, we're not like
1: poking through, (laughs) poking out the sides. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I love the brand, but they have like, they have serums and concentrates that you can use that help fight against ingrowns and like cysts and stuff down there. And salicylic acid is your best friend when you are prone to ingrowns and breakouts down in any area that you get waxed.
0: Salicylic acid. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you've recommended before salicylic acid pads, like little. Yes, because that's just like it's it's easy if you get salicylic acid pads and you just like wipe your bikini area.
1: Yes, and here's the other thing. So the, mentioning brands, but these are all the brands I love because I carry them. Skin Script has two kinds of pads. They have glycolic and retinol, and salicylic and retinol with tea tree. And they're for different things. One is for more like acneic skin and the other is for like exfoliation and anti-aging. However, they're amazing to use on areas that you wax. The salicylic acid ones would be really good for people, like I said, ingrowns and breakouts. The glycolic and retinol are really good for people who have like pigmentation, like scarring from their ingrowns and things like that. Mm. and you just wipe the area and I highly recommend doing it after a workout if you don't have time to immediately take a shower oh my gosh at the end of a work day if you're not immediately taking a shower I feel like that's
0: a lifesaver for people who are busy yes you just or like a vagina saver
1: wa- like run the <laughs> pad exactly and the other thing is because they're dual purpose like face and body use it on your face first and then use the rest on your body that's very
0: economical yeah that's a good, good job. Thanks. Making that, that budget conscious choice to, to wipe your face first, then Not the other way around.
1: It's like front to back, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, wipe, yeah, yeah.
1: wipe your, wipe your underarms and then do your face. I can't, no.
0: I or mean, there, I think there are some people who it would go against their sensibilities to wipe their face and then use it again anywhere. Yep. But if you're open to that, if you're open to that. To being environmentally and budget conscious like that. Yes. (laughs) All right. So now Alyssa and I are going to do a really fun segment that I've been looking forward to. I don't know. Have you been looking forward to this one, Alyssa? I mean, it's my life. So
1: (laughs) this is an everyday thing.
0: (laughs) So Alyssa gets a lot of clients and a lot of repeat clients who just can't help themselves, but how little white lies about their beauty routine and all clients do it you don't have to feel bad if you are a client who does this but just know that Alyssa can tell if you've been lying to her about what you're doing or not doing
1: I'm like Santa Claus I see you when you're sleeping I know when you're awake I know when you've been bad or good I it's know actually- when you've shaved your vagina and told me you didn't <laughs>
0: So think of your skin or your hair, whatever it is that you are having, Alyssa, or your esthetician, if if you are not an Alyssa client, it will tell the story. It will tell the truth regardless of whether or not you are telling the truth. Yeah, your
1: skin is your biggest tattletale. It's telling on you.
0: (laughs) So Alyssa, what is a really common, what is the most common lie that you've heard recently from a client about their routine? And- how did you know
1: uh, that they didn't shave in between appointments and they let their hair grow? I had a client who um, comes to me regularly for wax, but life got in the way and had to postpone the appointment. As it happens, and, right? And I was expecting full bush to come in on my and be on my table, <laughs> and instead there was like half bush. <laughs> patchy half bush patchy half bush and I was like suspicious huh <laughs> I was like did you trim no did you did you shape no I just mm. it's, it's just growing really slowly and what I think the reason she thought that would work is because it does grow in more slowly like we talked about yeah but it had been so many months Months that there is no way, no way. Like, Zero it, like pants. I said, at that point the hair has had time to heal itself and come in thicker. You were expecting to have to go in there with a weed whacker, yes. <laughs> and I did not. And it, you could see the hair was blunt. It was thicker because oh. it would had been shaved. She'd probably shaved like three weeks before and then booked the appointment, thinking it'd be enough.
0: And it was maybe just barely enough. Yes. Mm.
1: And I mean. It was all in different hair growth cycles. Like, I think she had been shaved. I don't know. But you can tell. I can tell when you've shaved. (laughs) I can tell when you've tweezed in between brow waxes. And you tell me that you haven't. And I'm like, okay, there's all these hairs that are this long. And then there's, like, three hairs that are not.
0: I see you when you're tweezing. (laughs) I know when you have shaved. (laughs) I know when you have not been exfoliating. Yes. (laughs) So... I am now a songwriter. Actually, that song <laughs> is already a thing. Um, I'm just—I I really am just a nerd, and I like to rewrite lyrics sometimes for fun.
1: I mean, I do it all the time.
0: Anyways, thank you so much, Alyssa. This has been amazing.
1: Thank you for being so wonderful,
0: and thank you all for listening. Um, keep an eye out. We're planning on doing Ask an SC live. So if you live in the Bay Area, we're gonna want you to get your butt on down here. I don't have a date yet, but. We're going to have Alyssa answer your questions live in the Lash and Beauty Bar. And this is your opportunity to ask whatever you want. Um, And we're going to put it on an episode. And that's going to be pretty cool. I think it'll be amazing. (laughs) In the meantime, you can always fill out our Google form, which again, you can find it on the show notes. And we look forward to hearing from you.
1: I look forward to answering all your questions. Yay.
0: Yay. Goodbye for now.